Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Morena, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's March the 28th and it's a Monday. We've got Tony Kemp and Louis Herman and Watt, Herman Watt in the house. Carrying you throughout the day. And Baz McCullum is heading over to the IPL. He's at the IPL, actually. They had the game on the weekend. I don't, I don't actually know. Big Did they win. win? See you later, Flemo. Yes. On your way. Yes. <laughs> they had a dub. They had a dub. Well done to Baz. I should have known that. Wow, there's too much sport happening that went past the right edge there. But that's okay. We got the dub done. He got the job done. And we'll, we'll reflect on that very shortly with Louis Herman. What he can give us a wee update. But Aroha touched on it. The news. Nil all. Between New Zealand and Tahiti, 32 minutes gone. It is nil all. We'll keep you up to date with how the, the All-Whites will be going very, very shortly. And then we also got David Harvili coming up in the next hour. Remember, 7.40, she played his 100th game in the Crusader for the Crusaders against the Chiefs over the weekend. But right now, we're going to talk some UFC. It's time for our Monday morning McCafe coffee catch-up. And in the biggest fight of his career on his 29th birthday, Kai, don't blink. Carter France had the result of his life in the UFC. Ladies and gentlemen, after three rounds, we go to the judges' scorecards for decision. All three judges score this contest 29-28 for the winner by unanimous decision. Kai! I was going ballistic here. My son was like, Dad, hurry up, get in the pool. But I was up and about and ripping into it because that was a clinical performance. It was a back and forth and highly tactical affair. Kyra France stayed as cool under grappling pressure as he possibly could, eventually being able to pressure Askar Askarov enough to get the points decision his way. So what is, our, what is next for our star flyweight fighter? John Morgan is everything MMA and UFC. He's the editor-in-chief of the Underground and host of the MMA Show podcast. G'day, John. Thanks for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. As you said, man, you laid it out perfect. Just an absolutely amazing performance from Kai Kara France right now. You heard the reaction of the crowd. I mean, that's a crowd in <laughs> Ohio in the middle of America. They're cheering for That should tell you right now how good that performance was. <laughs> 
Oh, man, it was clinical. It was so clinical. Did you see, uh, for Askarov, it, it looked like he had limited, like his, his fighting was really limited. Like wrestling is his go-to. We know that. That's where his strengths are. But he, I've seen him have a strike game. Was that the way that Kai Carter France approached it? Was he just a more aggressive and just put him off his, his kind of fight game? Yeah, I think uh, uh, Oscar Askarov is a fantastic fighter. As you said, he's a grappling-based fighter, mm. but his grappling is so good that it really overwhelms. I mean, you think about a guy like a Habib Nurmagomedov, you know, that was never the greatest mm. striker but could just beat everybody because the grappling was so good, and that's what Oscar Askarov kind of was up to this point. And he started the fight in the same way. I mean, Kai Kara France, Kai had great defensive wrestling, great defensive jiu-jitsu, but he yeah. was still being overwhelmed a little bit because Askarov was so much. But in that second round, Man, you saw Kai kind of dig deep, land a couple of big shots there, uh, clearly won the second round, and then, you know, still had one to go in the third and was able to just eke it out in a very, very hard-fought mm. performance. And it was really just – it was one of these kind of performances that shows you the character of a fighter. I mean, you look at what Kai's been doing, his last two fights, knockouts. I mean, of course, we all love mm. knockouts. Everybody loves the big finishes. <laughs> but sometimes you can gain even more by fights like this where you're really seeing your character get tested, where you're pushed to the limit. And that's what I think Kai showed in this fight, man. It was just a phenomenal performance. Hey, John, you're dead right. He's um, he's a more rounded fighter, um, Kai, coming in, coming in, I guess, to the big title shot against Figueredo. Um, we thought we were going to see Moreno Figueredo fight for the next hundred fights, but Kai's come <laughs> through this. Do you think? Do you think um, he has a def- definite chance? Listen, I think I think Kai's next fight is going to be for the title. I think what we're kind of waiting to see is what the schedule is going to be because, as you said, it looks like right now uh, Davison Figueredo, Brandon Moreno might do fight number four. It's never been seen before in UFC history where guys would fight four times in a row, but they've had this weird back and forth, and they're one, one, and one when you throw the draw in there as well. A lot of people want to see it go to the conclusion, but we did see Davison Figueredo and Henry Cejudo, his coach, both take to social media last night. And they were saying, you know what? We're not even interested in Brandon Moreno anymore. We're interested in Kai Kara France. Come come get yes. this work for the title shot. So, listen, I think his next fight's going to be for the title. It's just going to figure out how, how things work out, you know, how the schedule works out for the UFC, how the availability is for everyone. Either A, listen, if Davison Figueredo gets what he wants, apparently it'll be Kai next. If not, I think at worst – Kai sits back, he watches that fight play out, and he gets the <laughs> shot after that. But to me, there's nothing else for him right now. He's he's the hottest name in the division. Yes, we love that. We love that. What about uh, his? That was his last fight contract. Louis put up a wee tweet on our on our WhatsApp group and said that was his last fight under his current contract. Now he's in renegotiations with the UFC for his new fight contract. He's got to be he's got to be sitting on a gold mine, surely. Absolutely. Listen, things change, especially when you get title shots and worked in there. I mean, there's no way they're not mm-hmm. going to have the guy back. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly what the situation was, whether he decided to risk getting bank on. So you'll see that happen sometimes. The USC wants to renegotiate and a fighter will say, you know what? Why don't you let me win this fight and see where we stand at next? And then and, and then we'll talk. And so <laughs> we'll see what the situation is. I mean, but the power is certainly in his hands. And, and normally, you know, when you get title shots and, you, and those things are written in there, uh, that's a big bump in the pay. And if you win, that's when you start getting into shares of the pay-per-view revenue and all those things, and it really becomes a, a game-changer for you moving forward. Hey, John, just just elaborate a little bit more on that. You know, with the pay-per-view and and how Connor really opened up the, I guess, the, the contracts for all the all the fighters out there, understanding that they can get a little bit more money if they if they back themselves. What does what what sort of money are we talking with Kai when he's talking his new contracts? Um, 
in and around that division. You know, there's not. We've seen you know Figueredo and Moreno fight three times. They want another thirty probably. But with this <laughs> fight, does it does it is it seven figures? Is it six figures? What what does it what what is it for Kai Kai of France? Yeah, you know, it, it would depend on the result, to be honest with you. I mean, it'd be a nice six-figure payday for the title shot. Uh, I, I would imagine that would be coming his way. Normally, you see somewhere in the, like, 250000 300000 U.S. guaranteed for a title challenger. But it's when you win the title that the, that the, 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 the vault unlocks a little bit, if you will. They start to share some of that money a little bit with you. So, you know, it's a good payday just to get there. But winning the title really does change everything. And at that point, it really just becomes about marketability. I mean, certainly it helps, of course, that he has – the backing of a nation. I mean, sometimes you see, you know, you mentioned Connor. Obviously, Connor had an entire nation behind him in Ireland. And that helps, right? Because the <laughs> UFC says you're helping us to market our product into a, a, an area that maybe we don't, you know, have that much backing right now. Obviously, New Zealand is, is doing pretty well right now. You got a couple decent fighters, but it still helps. You know what I mean? When you have that kind of tie to a market, um, but it's winning. That When you win, that's when things really get open. And then it's about just what kind of marketability you can do. It, it, that is one tough part about MMA is it's not just – about wins and losses. I mean, you win, of course, it matters, but you gotta you, you gotta develop a following as well. You gotta have fan interest as well, and um, that you know that's the big challenge. You know, Connor obviously was on a, another planet in terms of marketability and and what he was able to do for himself. But when you're able to develop a following like that, you know, the UFC follows all that and the metrics and and the money comes along with it as well. Well, you spoke about marketability. Do you do you feel like that New Zealand has a marketability to come over here and promote? Uh, a main card event, and, and would the UFC back it? Could you see that? We've got you know, Israel Adosanya, we've got Carlos Olberg, now we've got Clark out of France, Shane Young probably going to come out and fight. We've got some ultimate fight, Dan Hooker, the hangman. You know, like, surely, do you think the UFC would bring, bring a main event over here? Obviously, COVID's ruined those chances, but when we get a bit of normality back... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, as soon as we can get back to normal, whenever that's going to be, I keep thinking we're almost done with this thing and then, you know, it gets extended. But absolutely. Uh, New Zealand, I mean, for, for a, you know, a, a small nation, obviously, has developed such an incredible roster of talent. You know, and, and listen, my visits there have been amazing. The people are amazing. I know the UFC's always had a good time anywhere, uh, anytime it's in New Zealand or, or Australia as well. I mean, obviously, just passionate fan bases in both nations. And uh, absolutely, once the borders are open again, I, I think the UFC will come back and, and do a big show. You know, would it be a title fight? It could be because fortunately, you know, you guys are kind of used to being able to, to have those fights, as you said, on, you know, on a Sunday morning, uh, which retains Saturday night prime time. So, you know, the, the Australia, New Zealand area, um, it works out pretty good for the, for the UFC. So I, I think, you know, potentially even a title fight. But you, you said it. I mean, it's just it's COVID right now. Once we can get past this, yeah. I promise you the UFC will be back. They, they, they love that market. That's why they put us yeah. down here underneath the bottom of the world, John, because you don't want to come and visit us down here, mate. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, mate, uh, just a, a just beautiful country, beautiful country. I can't wait to get back, man. I love it there. Hey, just want to uh, touch on you know, Kai Cutter. Obviously, you know, we wish him all the best and hopefully he gets a shot against um, Frigorito. Not only that, he brings that title home for us. But in the, in, in the current, um, I guess the current... Um, barn at the stock of uh, MMA fighters, which is the next guy that's coming through, you're talking about marketability, um, that you think is the next Conor McGregor, the one that's really going to step out? Oh man, gosh, the next Conor McGregor is tough, right? I mean, that guy was on, uh, I mean, still remains, even though he's had some setbacks, still remains, uh, you know, on a different planet in terms of marketability, in terms of following, that sort of thing. I will say, Israel Adesanya, man, I, I feel like his rise up the ranks was amazing. Then, of course, he had the setback. 
But I feel right now he's kind of coming into his own as well, man. I, you know, I, I, was, I was watching him. You know, look, look at the number of views he's getting on, like, TikTok for dances and stuff like that. I mean, this, this guy is, is getting all kinds of views from uh, outside of just his fighting. You know, I think people are starting to see his personality and buy into him. I, I think there's a huge upside for Israel Adesanya as well. Uh, I mean, and imagine, can, you know, if the UFC does get to make their first ever trip to Africa and, you know, you have, like, an Adesanya and Usman, a Francis Ngannou all on the card. I mean, that would be historic. Um, but I will say, I, I think Israel Adesanya's rise is, is starting again. You know, he kind of reached a, a plateau when he had the setback to Jan Blachowicz, and and but I, I think it's starting again. Um, and 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 again, it's it's outside of just his fighting because that's that's where you really have to connect. I mean, you can only fight two or three times a year at most, but when you can remain in the public eye and, and for good reasons, not because you're being arrested or you or things like that, when you can remain in the public eye. For good reasons, your, your following continues to build, and I, I think he's starting to become that global superstar again. Yeah, beautiful. Quickly, before we let you go, look, look, he's obviously over the ditch, but we'll try and claim him a wee bit. Tai Tuivasa. Tai Tuivasa and obviously Tom Espinal's already called him out and said, let's go for a rumble, which will be a, one of the ones for the ages. Where do you see Tai go next? Tai Tuivasa. Has he got a fight coming up? Or, or Listen, Tai is becoming a star as well, man. I mean, this guy is such a personality. <laughs> you know, he had a couple of setbacks, but now really starting to put some wins together. And the personality is there. I can tell you as a website mm. operator, the traffic he generates is great. People just love it, man. The amount of shoes yeah. <laughs> that get held in the air after he wins is absolutely incredible to see. Um, I like the idea of, of him and, and Tom Aspinall. That'd be a great fight. It's a tough one. There's no question about it. But listen, where Ty mm. is at right now with the win streak he's on, it's going to be nothing but tough fights. That's, that's a difficult matchup for him, I'll be honest with you. Um, but it's one that looks like it might come together. Uh, but listen, Ty has a chance of beating anybody. He's got game-changing power. And again, that personality is off the charts. And uh, people are really buying into to Shui Vasa as well, man. The guy is really <laughs> becoming a star. Would he have a title shot? Like, has Francis Ngannou come out and said, "Look, let's let's get it on"? Is he is he at that stage yet, or has he still got one more fight you feel before he gets an opportunity? He's got one more. He's definitely got one more, and and Aspinall might be yeah. the one. I mean, you, you kind of got this glut up at the top right now. You know, you've got Stipe Miocic, the former champ, who's out there who wants to fight again. Yeah. He's just had Curtis Blades victorious, who's saying, "Hey, give me an interim shot while Ngannou's on the bench." Uh, you got John Jones that's supposed to be coming in at heavyweight at some point, although this debut is taking forever to get done. So, so there's a lot of names, but Ty's right there. That, and that's what's amazing because you think about it. Not that long ago, he'd had a couple losses, and you're starting to think, okay, you know, this guy's fun, but is he, is he ever really going to contend? And then he puts together this winning streak, and right now he's mentioned in all those names. So I don't think there's any chance that he gets the call for Nagano. Now, listen, I'll say this. Curtis Blades won last night, called for an interim title shot. I posted on social media, yeah. hey, I think Curtis should get that. I had a lot of people hit me back. They were like, no, Ty Tuivasa is a guy I want to see in an interim title <laughs> shot. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that he'll at least get into this interim title mix. I think he needs one more fight, but um, but we'll see what the mm -hmm. UFC does. The, the great thing is he's right there in the conversation with all those names. Yeah, beautiful. Well, we appreciate you on the show, John Morgan, uh, talking all things UFC, he is the host of the MMA Roadshow podcast, and you can listen to that where you get all your podcasts. Mate, we appreciate you on the Baz and Izzy show. Thank you so much for finding time for us and uh, giving us your insights to the UFC at the moment. Thank you so much. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, he's an absolute champion, that bloke. Good get again. Louis, I love you getting that fella for the UFC. I think we spoke to him after Carlos Olberg's um, last performance, didn't we?
John's a John's a champion, man. He knows so much about it, and he's yeah. got a passion for it. And Kimpy, uh, look, mm. I, I, mate, you want to know whether they're going to come down to New Zealand? When you ro- roll out that list of um, fighters that we've got now, it, like MMA has gone to. I, I really think it's kind of we've might have blinked on any MMA and we've woken up, and it's actually one of our dominant <laughs> sports in New Zealand. It seriously is yeah. like popularity. You look at go around to pubs on Sundays and see how many people were watching Kai Kata Francis today, or people having people around with a meal and you know a barbecue watching the UFC. Mm. It's actually becoming a part of our culture. Yeah, and mm. look, I think I think Dana Dana White, you know, he's cashed in on it and. I, it cashed on in a in a time when social media is massive, you know, and people are sharing those experiences. I, I, man, I know I go next door to my my mate's place too, and I'm watching the the fighting, and you know, half of half of Murawai's out there watching it at the same time. So, yep, uh, it's taken over. I think everyone loves that combative um, nature of sport, especially down here, down under. I, look, I'd like nothing more for it to come down here, be put up at Spark Arena, and they fill the arena full of crazy people watching it, you know. So, um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. You know they can't, they can't turn it down. If we get two, if we have two um, world title holders, mate, why wouldn't you have them both on the same card? Oh, well, you, you'd you'd have to. As he did, the hand would be forced by the UFC. Then, J- just on Kai Cutter France's personality is he comes across like such a champion bloke, and not that the others don't. And I know like they they all got their personalities and intricacies, but Kai Cutter France, he's humble. He knows why he's here. He doesn't forget about his heritage. He's cruising around with that Maori flag as well um, <laughs> as the New Zealand one, and he just seems like he's there for the right reasons, and he's doing it because this is what his destiny is. Yeah, he's genuine, man. He's a genuine um, bloke. I'm lucky enough to meet him uh, once, actually. I went and filmed up in, at, at the City Kickboxing Studio, and he was awesome. I was just standing there, come over and introduced himself, gave him a handshake, and I was like, mate, what a cool bloke. And then I just started following him on social. Mate, he's a real family man. Never forgets his roots. He's Aotearoa hard, and he'll always rep the New Zealand flag on the big stage. You know, I love it when he's in the um, when the face-offs, he's doing the pukana right in front of their faces, you know. So he's expressing himself, never changes where he's from. And the best thing about, not only him, all of them, is they always reflect to their identity, yes. to their to where they come from, to their teammates. You know, they're talking about city kickboxing, their teammates, how they've got them to where they are now. They're not self-promoting themselves and being selfish about it. They're all about promoting, um, you know, the, the team, the team first kind of mentality. And that's what I love about Kaikara France and City Kickboxing. Epic, boys. Hey, Charles Leclerc is leading the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix with five laps to go. Verstappen is under a second away. They're trading the lead. This is exciting stuff. We'll keep you updated there. Nil all in New Zealand Tahiti Football quali- uh, World Cup qualifying match. But for you, double eight double three or 0800 811. After this, Izzy's going to tell us what he saw on Saturday night at uh, uh, Waikato Stadium there. We wanna, I want to know from you. Who's the dominant team in Super Rugby at the moment? Because have the Crusaders gone hands and heels ahead of the field again? I was a little bit suspect heading into that match, but they (laughs) were super impressive. What questions do you have around the Chiefs, around the Hurricanes, around the Blues? Can anybody catch the Crusaders? Get in touch with us. Izzy's going to give his take after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day, 21 minutes past seven. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.